safe and secure from all alarms, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. What is going on? It is your boy, Preston, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with my brother from another mother. That's right. Director of Bone Cold, filmmaker, writer. That's right. He's done it all. Billy Handsome. That's, That's right. Funny. That's how you're going to be called now. <laughs> from oh, now yeah. On. Let me change Let me change my little name thing. <laughs> yeah, uh. <laughs> next one. Next yeah. time. Next time. Next time. Next time. I know people are watching right now. They were like, Samurai Guy started out singing. What's going on? Well, we're going to talk about it. That's right. Referencing a movie we're going to talk about tonight. And this newest episode, episode seven of Yin Yang Reviews, the, the, the series we both created to <laughs> just give us an excuse. To talk, to, talk about, about. <laughs> to talk about two movies that are the complete opposite, just for fun. And uh, yeah, man, welcome back to the show, brother. Hey, thank you very much. I'm having so much fun already with this one. Cheers. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to cheers non, with water. Non-sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am sponsored by water, actually. <laughs> I have been drinking more water and tea lately. I've been uh, started. I got to get in that Billy Handsome shape. That's yeah, the goal, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, but you right need now, a lot more like ice cream and uh, <laughs> coffee with lots of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! But but this is the fuck it drink because uh, nice. I got I got a busy night ahead of me, so I need I need all my energy I can get here. But yeah, man, welcome back to the show. What is yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah. Yo, we got we got the night of the hunter, real old school. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Uh, Brandon is in the house. What's up, Brandon? The Iron Claw movie. Did you see? Did you see the Iron Claw movie? I haven't yet. That's one of the few movies I haven't seen this year. One of the few like awards prestige movies. I've done pretty well. I've seen most of them. Iron Claw is on my list. It's maybe this week I'll check it out. Nice. Copy that. Yeah, man. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. It's one of those I'll I'll get I'll definitely get around to it though. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the wrestler. Yeah, when the wrestler came out, like that was the big wrestling like prestige wrestling movie and i was like how does that gonna work and then i watched it and i was like damn this is a really good movie you know, is it, uh, make you work <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah we are uh all over the place today we got a movie from 1955 and and 2000 and the year 2000 <laughs> yes the night of yeah, the man. hunter in the moon for love uh we'll, we'll we'll get into night of the hunter here but um first of all I was always curious about uh, Night of the Hunter. Uh, mm. Even um, Spike Lee, the Spike Lee joint. Um, God damn it! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not awake, guys. I'm not awake. Right now. Um, Takes a second for that rock star to kick in. Classic Spike Lee movie. They put him on the map. Do the right thing. Yes, do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. The character with the mm -hmm. the what you call it, the love hate the love and hate. Ah, oh, I should have yeah. done that. I should have drawn it on my. Fingers for today. <laughs> uh, reference, referencing actually a little homage, believe it or not, to the Night of the Hunter. Yeah. Yes, yes. And in the mood for love, which we'll get to a little bit later, uh, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once had their little Wong Kar Wai shout outs, homages mm -hmm. uh, in that movie as well. So we have two very influential films. But uh, yeah, take us to the IMDb. Oh, yeah. Pages, brother, and uh, for, just remind everyone, uh, this is spoiler talk. Uh, these movies have been out forever. 
So we're going to talk spoilers. And it's some, these movies are kind of hard to not talk about spoilers, really. Yeah, so I feel like the whole... You yeah, have to. You, you, either you're talking around the movie the whole time or you're talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, man. But yeah, plus synopsis for those who have not yeah. seen uh, Night of the Hunter. So Night of the Hunter, a self-proclaimed preacher marries a gullible widow whose young children are reluctant to tell him where their real dad hid the $10,000 he'd stolen in a robbery. Yes, yes. Directed by, starring? Charles Lawton. Yeah, so Charles Lawton, fun story. Uh, this is the only movie that he directed. He was an actor, and he was like a really successful actor. Uh, and I, I think this is the only movie that wow. he ever directed. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. I wonder why. I, I don't know why, actually. You know, there's there's it's a Criterion movie, so there's a bunch of special features on it. And I know I watched them ages ago the first time I watched it. Um, but yeah, they, you know, it's just he's one of those people who had one film and it's just this absolute pitch wow. classic. And then for whatever reason, just never did it again. I don't know if he got into it later in life and and uh, didn't have time to make another movie or yeah. something like that. But uh, well, I bought the 4K release recently from uh, Kino Lorber, and there's some special features and audio commentary on here. So I'll let you know, brother. Like if I if they talk about it, yeah, in the commentary because that is fascinating. That's really fascinating. But uh, starring the great Robert Mitchum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. The, this the was original... my first. Introduction original Cape Fear, yeah. Original Cape Fear actor, yeah. Yeah. So I saw this first before I saw Cape Fear, and so when I saw Cape Fear, I was much, I was very much like, yeah, that's that's Robert Mitchum. He's a creepy dude. <laughs> He's a creepy, violent man. And, and like this movie, when I first saw it, I just wasn't ready for how dark it was, thematically and visually. You know, like it's yeah. just one of the darkest movies I've ever seen. I think. Could, could, since you're still on the IMDb page, yeah. What genres do they describe the Night of the Hunter? So it's got crime, drama, film noir. Okay, because they need to add fucking comedy, yeah, <laughs> to this movie <laughs> or a dark comedy to yeah. this movie because this movie's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it is hilarious and creepy at parts. Great suspense yeah. building, but it's hilarious. So. Uh, I was always uh, fascinated with the tattoos, the love and hate tattoos, and mm. I was like, I sat my wife down. I'm like, we got to watch this movie, man. Let's 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 do it. You know, let's go back in time. Let's watch this film. And we were not expecting. We were in shock at some <laughs> some parts of the movie, and then we couldn't stop laughing. And then I recently watched it for our review tonight, and uh, <laughs> right in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> these, these, kids gets, are play, these kids oh. are playing outside and then they find a dead body a female dead body and then they report it and all that and then it literally cuts to our lead in a car driving all happily and he and, he, and the first thing he says i'm not gonna i'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna botch it i'm gonna botch it the first <laughs> thing he says is he goes he's driving he's like lord <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the sixth, the sixth one right now. By now, he's like, I think that's the sixth widow by now. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was already busting up, dude. Like, that's oh. the first thing that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, and he's just kind of like, Lord, I, I got another one. Sorry. Yeah. Like, oh my <laughs> he's god. Like, Thank dude. you. Thank you for all the the wealth you've given me or you've allowed me to take, kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. I love that too because it's so 
upfront and twisted and deranged with how just fucking crazy this guy is. <laughs> and it, and like you said, it's the first thing he says, like, oh, I don't know. I've lost count. Six, 12. Yeah. By the way, at the end of the movie, they say it's 25. 25 women he's killed. <laughs> yeah, I know. What is he talking about number like, six? Oh, my Unless God. Unless I heard it wrong, but. But that's the first thing that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. And I'm rolling here. Justin here says, wow, I never thought you guys would be featuring in the mood for love on this <laughs> You know, well, I'm changing this. I'm changing my style. Justin. You know where it came from. No more action and martial arts. That's it. We're just doing romantic movies. I'm going to start the movie dojo podcast will be transformed into the lifetime channel moving forward. The movie loved in. <laughs> yeah. But if you can guess where this theme came from tonight yeah to, hold on the camera's backwards well, before, <laughs> that, before that though actually uh remember i interviewed jude poyer make sure you guys check out the interviews like it's so fucking epic watch the goddamn interview and share it please because jude poyer is a legend but right at the end of that video toward before we end the stream i asked him what posters he, does he have in the background and he had Apocalypse Now on this side, and he had In the Mood for Love on this side. And I was like, oh. And I still have not seen In the Mood for Love. I've never seen it. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. And then my boy here, I'm talking to my boy. I think it was the last yin-yang. When we got yeah, off the so. air, maybe, we were chatting or something like that. And I, I was just like, hey, what, what should we do for the next yin-yang? And he was like, let's do these two. Ah. <laughs> and then the Night of the Hunter and In the Mood for Love. And it, yeah, the like same position that Jude Poyer had his poster on the back. And then I told Lady Fatblood, I told Lady Fatblood that, uh, yeah, we're talking about In the Mood for Love tonight. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah. She was like, what is going on? I like literally, she, she didn't know. She didn't see the posting that we were talking about this movie tonight. And she goes, what is going on? I literally watched this little uh, Instagram short reel about the movie. This is like, <laughs> That's so wild. It's, it's I do think. Yeah. I do think people are talking about it again now for some reason that I don't really I don't really know about. I mean, I think with I know we're not talking about this movie yet. We can talk about it later, but I think yeah. there's a lot of similarities to ah, uh, damn it. What is it just came out? Past Lives the movie mm. that's up for an Oscar now, okay. which also is great. Uh and but yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about it in the mood for love. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But back to the legend here now yeah. you know how we always say here on the channel but me me and billy always say that michael shannon is god that's our saying michael shannon is god yeah <laughs> there is a storm a coming <laughs> right check out our review of that movie uh shelter shelter right take shelter take shelter yeah, yeah. Take shelter. we had a blast talking about that one but uh in this movie uh robert mitchum is god yeah yeah, he is God. I mean, his performance, man. I mean, he is so good, bro. Unhinged, but like even the scenes where he's just sort of standing in the background, he's standing and leaning in such a way that's so intimidating. Yeah, and just you just that's a dude you want to avoid. And then the the line that really did it for me though was right in the beginning when he's talking to the dad and he's trying to get him to give up where he hid this ten thousand yeah. dollars and this guy's just not buying him he's just like you're full of shit i'm not going to talk to you and yeah. uh he says um you know well you're a pre you're a preacher what religion do you preach and robert mitchum says uh i preach what the lord and i have worked out worked out betwixt ourselves <laughs> it's like that's 
an insane thing to say. Betwixt. And then you just know, yeah, betwixt. <laughs> that word's used several times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you say betwixt, I'm going to avoid you anyway, but this was a really good <laughs> example of that. Oh, man, but it's so good. But yeah, he gets caught and he gets put in prison and that's where he meets. I think it's Peter Graves, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's... He, uh, is it Peter yeah. Graves? Yeah, it is Peter Graves. Yeah, okay. super young Peter Graves. Yeah, you know when he was talking to his son before he got arrested, you know, I was I was I was waiting for him to say, "Hey, do you like gladiator movies?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Airplane is one of the greatest comedies of all time, and in Easy. today's yeah. audience and this generation, you will not see another movie like Airplane, Mm-mm. which makes it special. Like Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Uh 100%. but um but uh yeah, he he's God. He's so good. He's so good in this. Yeah, it's not anyone that can sell that love and hate story, you know, when he's talking about love on this hand and hate on this hand, and then they uh, they have this battle and struggle. <laughs> you and, know, after that, I would have been like, uh, this guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the town I, is so, they're so gullible. Yeah. It's not just the, 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 the poor widow. The whole town just yeah. easily accepts him. And because he's a man of God, old, he's a preacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a man of God. Yeah, I'm a man of man of man of God. <laughs> and got my life, my left hand right here. Oh, love's taking away. Hate's gonna, but, but love's gonna win at the end. Love's yeah. gonna win in the end, sisters and brothers. And uh, but that old lady, man, she was like, had the hots for him, like, oh immediately. yeah, immediately. <laughs> yeah, I love to. She the so the old lady who's a friend of this this Peter Graves' widow, right. Is just like, oh, there's a preacher in town now. You need to marry him. You Ooh. need to marry him now Ooh. because you're a widow and you need a man and you've got two kids. And uh everyone's got a fetish, I guess, of hers preachers. Yeah, and then she has that whole speech about like, oh, you know, I don't think about insinuating, I don't sleep about uh sleep about, I don't think about sleeping with men. It's all a oh, it's all just necessity in a man, and then you just see her lusting after him the whole movie, just like staring at him with loving eyes and all oh, like, man. oh man she is hard up <laughs> yeah yeah hard up for sure but uh peter graves uh uh, uh robbed some people out of desperation mm-hmm. and uh got some money for his family but he got arrested and you have the big moment in the beginning where his he tells his son don't you know this promise me you'll not tell anyone about this money uh you know take take it to the grave and then the son sees his dad get knocked over his head and he has this moment where he grabs his stomach. He like grabs himself because he's like in shock of what he's looking at. Like his father, his hero, is getting beat up by the cops and arrested. And he's like, no, don't stop it, right? Yeah. Which which comes full circle. I was not expecting at the end of this movie again. Yeah. Um, there's. I got to say but, too, there's something really different about seeing this movie with kids. Like I have two little boys and... Yeah. Uh, watching that scene in the beginning like it hits like it really hits like you know you're talking to your son for the last time there's something really important that's going to help him like if i i can't imagine myself in that kind of situation if i (laughs) think if i were in that situation i'd be like listen son it's really important blu-rays are going to be scarce (laughs) in the future you need to protect my blu-ray collection after i'm gone (laughs) that would be my conversation (laughs) with my kids (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness physical media for life son yeah, exactly. we, made, we made the pact yeah uh but yeah that was a uh, you know and speaking of speaking of children uh if you watch my channel as long if you guys you guys know how i am with child actors it, it could 
it could sometimes ruin uh, the film. You know, it's like, and, and there's people that are very forgiving. They're like, oh, they're children. But then you watch some Korean dramas and the child actors are like, can you give them the Oscar? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, sometimes it's kind of like, oh no, they added a kid, you know, or, you know, sometimes it could ruin a movie and sometimes they're cool, right? I would have to say um, that the two children uh, actors in this was great. Yeah. They were great. And you do, do you know why? Because they acted like kids. Yeah. Yeah, why do we I have think... why do we have this now where there's a there's a lot of movies, recent films, where the children are talking and acting like adults? Yeah. And they're smarter than everyone. And I'm like, no, ch children do not talk like this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you, know, it, you know? I wonder I think that's a lot of like people that don't have kids writing kids. I feel like I can see that mm. a little better now. Like when I see people trying to write kids, you're writing the idea of kids, and it's really like, you know. Yeah. A parent is like that's not a six-year-old man that's i know that's not a six-year-old <laughs> even a smart six-year-old wouldn't know this right uh, and so it's it's a hard thing to know i mean you can't can't really fault people for it but uh but yeah i do see i do see that quite a bit now is yeah, kids that are like, way too smart yeah it's kind of like i'm not saying kids are dumb i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying when they're like Einstein compared yeah. to the adults and the way they speak. It's just like, no, stop. And these yeah. two kids act like kids, especially yeah. the especially the little girl. Mm -hmm. She's like, poor thing. You know, she has she's oblivious to what is happening. Yeah. You know, her, her, her mother gets killed. The, the, the John, you know, her brother takes her away to escape Robert Mitchum's character. And she's just kind of like doesn't really know how to react and then even though she just got chased by him when she sees robert mitchum later she drops her doll and runs to him you know yeah. because he's he was supposed to be the new daddy so she's so confused and it's it's, it's very realistic the way they act yeah i think the, that's one of the, the reasons film. it's so affecting is like yes those are children they don't know what to do like if they are left to their own devices he's this guy will kill them and they're oh, not yeah. going to be able to defend him. You know, their, their like plan for getting away from him was basically hide in the basement, you know? And then, mm -hmm. you know, also on top of the, the kids, not the children? Kids being kids. Yeah. Children. <laughs> children. I know you're down there. You're whispering <laughs> uh, on top of, you know, them being kids and acting like kids. They also don't pull any punches with him. Like, you know, he's like, I'm I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna pull you apart <laughs> limb from limb if you don't tell me where that money is. Yeah. And there's even the scene when it really like reaches. I'm getting a little ahead of us, but when he yeah. finally is like, he's got the the boy down. The boy's been the problem the whole time, you know. Right. Got the boy down. He's got the knife in his hand, and yeah. he's literally gonna like stab that kid to death. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh my god, like this guy is absolutely insane, and they and he's gonna do it. And I think that's one of the reasons, like the movie is so affecting and so uh, just like memorable. It leaves yeah. that lasting impression because, yeah, they pull no punches, make yeah. them kids, and that dude wants them to die. Yeah, he wanted he wanted that money. He wanted yeah. that money, and he starts working on the daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, his sister, uh, the John's sister. He tries to work on her because John's, like you said, is the problem. You know, he's like picking her up, walking, <laughs> walking her out of the room. We're gonna leave John alone now. Yeah, John. Joe, being a problem yeah, yeah john is uh, i forget the word he used uh, john's a troublemaker or something and, and yeah. like you just see him trying to drive that wedge and oh, it's just so cruel 
Yeah. So cruel for Samurai innocent said, little kids. Warrior says you have 30-year-olds playing high school kids <laughs> <laughs> and real kids acting 30 in many movies. Yeah. 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 That was an old Trends. 70s, 80s staple, too. Like you, you know, especially when you watch Christine. Oh, and yeah. Them, them high school's kids in there look like about 35. I remember watching <laughs> Grease. I used to watch Grease a lot when I was younger. And yeah. I remember yeah. that one dude that's like the villain in the other gang. I'm like, that dude is 45. Like, I know that guy's 45. He's like my dad's age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He, uh, Mr. Smooth, uh, gets out of prison, uh, hunts down Peter Graves' widow, and he smooths his way right in, charms the town, and charms her very quickly. Yeah, like she it seemed like she forgot about Peter Graves like really like fast. Yeah, you know, watching it again this time, I've always remembered her as just kind of a, a naive character mm-hmm. that knows nothing and that's just yeah. sort of desperate for someone else. But watching it this time, I I was kind of surprised because she does resist the idea in the beginning. She's like, I right. don't know if I'm over my husband. You know, that yeah. was all traumatic. But then her old lady friend, who's thirsty for Robert Mitchum, talks her into it, and then she that she just. Go, she just goes in head first and yeah. you know he just wins her over she's just there's a really depressing and sort of shocking scene where she's like all right it's our wedding night it's time now and she, you can tell she's like i really need this connection with somebody and he's like yeah. shames her for wanting oh, to share the bed with him yeah. and you can just see like it destroys her inside and then yeah. he yeah, just like he... very quickly molds her into what he wants yep. Yeah, that, that that was kind of fucked up. But but when she was like, <clears throat> excuse me, I think they were at the barbecue. Bringing mm. in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. <laughs> the bringing in the sheaves barbecue. Uh, when she goes over there and, you know, you know, Mitchum goes over there and starts. Uh, what's his character's name again? I don't have the IMDb. It's uh, uh, Harry Powell. Harry. When Harry goes over there and they start, you know, getting close and, and talking and cuddling. Uh, was I wrong or was the old lady friend thirsty? We're going to call her old lady thirsty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was she like, after kind of setting them up, she went back to the table with the other women and was, was it, did I read it wrong? But was she talking shit on, was it Shir- Shirley, uh, Shirley Winters? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. It, I think it, she was, I think like she, she was, was saying. It kind of felt like she was like, well, you know, if she doesn't do anything, there's other fish in the sea out there. That's like, right. That's right. She was like, it, she was ridiculing the idea of letting yeah. him go. Yeah. After she was trying to set them up. People, man. People. Yeah. <laughs> and then also to jump forward to the end a little bit too, like when after it's all said and done and Robert Mitchum has been caught and like yeah. they know he's this crazy murderer. She's the one that's like, hang him. Go lynch him. And yeah. I was like, Wow. What a yeah, what a wild the, character. The first one to lead the riot. Yeah. And we'll we'll get to that at the, at the end here. Yeah. But um uh yeah, he uh <laughs> he leans in her everlasting arms yeah. and they eventually <laughs> eventually get married. And man, dude, there's so many dark and haunting, beautiful shots. Yeah. Yeah, the, the cinematography in this movie is like outstanding. Watching it again this time, I was still like, wow, look at that. And uh, my wife actually pointed out, she said it looks like a children's storybook every time. Like it, it's obviously a stage, yeah. but it's so stylized and so um, just sort of stark contrast. It looks like a child's storybook. And I was like, I never yeah. really made that connection, but that tracks. Like it's really interesting. 
Wow, yeah, she she nailed it. Yeah, yeah. And right at the beginning of the movie, uh, before we get the hilarious introduction to our character, well, I killed another one, Lord. <laughs> um, the movie um, opens up with a song, mm-hmm. and when me and my wife were watching this, we were like, "Oh no, did we make a mistake? <laughs> we're like, did we make a mistake here? You know, it opens up with this very nice song, and it shows the night sky, and you see these children's heads <laughs> superimposed in the yeah, sky, floating in the sky. old lady and stuff. And we were like, "What is going on?" And that it was it was really interesting because. The movie almost feels surreal, or what's the word I'm looking for? Fantastical. At yeah, time? yeah, yeah. Almost like a dark children's f- fantasy in a way. Yeah, there's it, these moments. It, yeah, it feels a lot like uh, some sort of fairy tale or religious thing. Uh, Shelley Winters. Yeah, yeah. Shelley Winters. Uh, I, I didn't realize that her career had stretched so far back uh, before yeah. this movie. Yeah, I don't remember at all her looking this young. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. But yeah. um, but yeah. Back to the movie. You know, he he he's trying to get in there to get that money, mm-hmm. and but she doesn't know. The dad has only told the kids. The kids are the only ones that know where the money is. Exactly, and there's again the dark comedy moments, man. Like when <laughs> like she's in the bathroom looking at her face. She's making sure she looks pretty, you know, for their honeymoon night. Yeah, and she opens up the door, and when she opens up the door, his his dark coat is hanging on the door and she reaches in and pulls out the knife. She finds that the preacher has a knife and guess what she says? Men. Yeah. <laughs> then she puts the Man. knife. Puts it back in and goes to try I'm to like, sleep with him. It's dark comedy. It's yeah. Hilarious. There were, there were, so we were watching it with a friend who hadn't seen it before Yeah, and there were moments like that where we busted up laughing. Like she just lost her mind. She's like, what? <laughs> so it does such an interesting job of like highlighting the absurdity of falling for someone like that. Like yeah. that opening scene that uh, with the head superimposed and the old lady talking about these, these Bible stories and stuff. She's talking about beware of false prophets. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of what you see. Everyone yeah. you see her fall for this guy, even though she's literally got that knife in her hand. She's like men, you know, so men. silly, but he's men. a preacher. He's a man of God, man. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a great point because they they quote the verse um, like the whole wolves in sheep's clothing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that's basically what he is, and um, it doesn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does not go well. Does not go well. And again, again, dude, the way he got up off the bed. Oh yeah, he's like. Like, oh, he's, him. Like he's levitating off the bed. So like, insane. Like, like he gets off the bed to go get his knife. Yeah. And he like raises it up slowly towards the sky. And I'm like, and I've seen it before. And I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> but then you realize what he's doing. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, that's when he knows he's going to murder her. It's brilliant. Yeah. And it's so. It's just- scary just like yeah. see how unhinged he is and she's just laying there like clueless like about what's going to happen to her you know yeah she's like um, preaching like he does like just saying spouting off biblical nonsense you yeah. know not really saying anything and as he's yeah. like bringing the knife down slowly to her she's got her eyes yeah. closed and 
Let's see, uh, in the Western oh, five card five stud. Ooh, we won't have to check that one out too. Yeah, maybe it's a future yin yang. We'll see. There you go. But I want actually want to start reviewing more Western. So uh, nice. We could uh, just Westerns on on their own. So, but yeah, I mean, y'all know I, you, you know, your boy Samurai loves the martial arts, action, and horror. That's what I'm all about. We'll put a little bit of that sci-fi spice on it. But it's nice to watch something outside the box, something yeah. I'm not used to watching, which we'll get to <laughs> with our next movie. And it's nice to talk about films. Is what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't go well. And again, this is a perfect. I mean, I could. This is the best shot I could find. This shot doesn't do it justice. But again, you had I know exactly open, what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> the opening. The opening part of the movie where you have the song right the, the little jingle and you have the kids heads superimposed in the night sky you, we're like oh is this is a kids kids movie like what is this right and then you you have that right and then <laughs> this movie gives you one of the most creepy and pro i guess iconic like horror scenes out of nowhere when uh you find out where he stashed her body, Shelly Winter's body, her character, her character's body, underwater. And dude, how the fuck, bro, did they do this shot? Look at the shot, everybody watching right now. Look at this. Yeah. This is fucking creepy, bro. It's so creepy. And it's so, it's such a beautiful shot, too. Yes. And the and they knew it too because they hold on it for like a solid 20 seconds, I feel like. <laughs> like, how did they do that? Do you know? Like, no, I don't. Beans? I don't. It, but it, it is like stunning. And I know that people talk about that shot and it's so shocking, you know, because, you know, there is a little, you know, that he kills her in the bed. Like, you know, right. that he kills her with the knife. But the way, you, the way he leans the knife over, he's like, <laughs> uh, very gracefully and artfully, poetically stabs her. Uh, but like, there's still a little ambiguity because you don't see the right. knife go in or anything. Right. It is 55 after all. But, but there's a little ambiguity as to what happened to her. Yeah. Until they suddenly cut to that shot of her just underwater in the car. Out of nowhere, too. Flo hair floating, yeah. like seaweed yeah. floating. It's just so intensely scary. Yeah. I think there was this there was a scene transition right before that where someone's talking about her. Like yeah. where's she at? Where she's been. And it goes immediately to underwater where he put, you know, put the car and put her and uh, again, when I when I watch this again uh, with the audio commentary, I'm sure they're going to explain how the mm -hmm. hell they. This is like one of the most haunting images. Again, took me and Lady Fablood by surprise. Yeah, uh, because again, they have the jingle beginning and the kids and the thing. <laughs> you know, like you know, it's just like oh, oh, death. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! All right. But yeah, yeah and, again, and also you again, know you at that it. point, Be beautiful, yeah, as well it's, the way it's shot, and it's, it's so like haunting crazy. because I yep. think because of because you know what it means for those kids too. You know that he realized she didn't know where the money was, so she was useless to him, and now she's for sure dead. She's underwater. We don't know if they're gonna find her. Yeah, and he, it's just him left with those kids. There's no one in between now, and so it just heightens everything. In yeah. that one image that's like so startling and beautiful, and yeah. yeah, and then he starts to make his move on those kids. He's he's coming, he's like, All right, no more fucking around. Yeah. I need to get that money. Look at this fucking shot. Uh-huh. Dude, what is this? Nosferatu? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look at this. 
This is so, so good. So good. Uh, yeah. While he's walking around singing, uh, leaning. Uh, but um, Lots again, of singing in this movie. Lots of creepy singing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But uh, again, back to the dark comedy. They're, they're, they're hiding in the cellar. They're hiding in the cellar. And he's like, we got to. We got to get out of here. He's like, where, where are we going to go, John? And he's like, I don't know, but we got we got to get away from him. And then right after that, the, 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 his sister goes, is mom dead? <laughs> <laughs> like right after that, out of nowhere. And he, and he goes, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I think so. Hey, I'm just going to be real with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then uh, he comes down there. Oh my God. And the way he's chasing them up the steps. Yeah. With his arms out, and he's like Scooby Doo villain running after them. Yeah, and then he falls. I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is a dark comedy." You know, there's a saying. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that there's no dark like dark comedy did not exist in the old the old golden era. But mm -hmm. watch The Invisible Man, and I dare yes. you not to. I dare you not to laugh. Yes, yes, that's such a I good reference for that. Dare you yeah, not to laugh? That movie's bonkers. <laughs> it's so it's, funny. It's my favorite. It's I my, think I didn't. I didn't know I was gonna love it that much. Same. And I, went, I went and bought like an action figure statue of uh, Claude Rains. I'm is like, it just the platform, is... and there's no actual character there? <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, that would be hilarious. Actually, <laughs> they sell the package, yes. and there's no figure in it. The Invisible Man. That would be, you know what? I might. Bu I would buy that and hang it on the wall. Oh yeah, no, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but oh my god, that movie! Yeah, I think the comedy oh, in this god. movie too, like the the sort of absurdity of it, the dark absurdity, yeah. it for me always lends to how fucking creepy it is because mm -hmm. that him chasing them up the stairs, it's so it's almost like slapstick, yeah, and then gets to another one of the like <laughs> one another one of the more iconic moments of the movie. When he chase they they make it out to the little the little boat and they oh my pushing god. it out into the river they go through the mud you know exactly where I'm going <laughs> oh my god they're and then it's after them, really yeah. tense he's coming through you don't know where he's coming finally he shows up and they get in the water and they just pull away and then he stands up and realizes he's in the middle of the water and I'm gonna attempt this hold on <laughs> okay. oh, no. I'm gonna blow you up I'm gonna okay yeah here it goes and then he just does this when he realizes he's standing in water he goes. What <laughs> he that's pretty good that's pretty good turns oh. into like a little kid <laughs> he like throws a tantrum it's so screams. fucking weird <laughs> and and it just makes me it made my skin crawl because it was so creepy especially uh, uh you know like you referenced earlier like or we mentioned earlier the whole movie he's co calm collected in charge yeah, he, he's like, well, you know, I'm a preacher and the Lord has put me here. And, you know, he's kind of like a Thor, you know, very what's the word I'm looking for? Very poised, like authoritative. Yeah. like Yes. And then out of nowhere. <laughs> which which when we get to the climax, it happens again. And yeah. Me and Lady Fabblood, our jaws dropped. We could not stop laughing. We're like, this is the greatest movie. Oh, like yeah. this was like one of the best surprises. It is we, such we an were just like, interesting choice too, because yeah. you just see how 
unhinged he is just for those glimpses of like just a second of like that's like an animal like that's animalistic behavior that yeah. is there's not a human in there but you know what it reminds me of it um death proof when kurt russell gets shot in the yes! arm and he just starts going he starts sobbing and scream crying like a toddler I'm sorry oh, I'm sorry. just playing around nobody got that movie bro I love that movie. Uh, dude, I also we, have a Death Proof poster that'll be up here eventually. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like when we saw that in theater, we saw the Grindhouse experience. We watched Same, movies yeah. back to back. And people brought their kids. Oh, no. I'm not talking about Tilly, Timmy and Bimmy or Jimmy and Bimmy. That's cool. You know, their parents are cool with it. They're like, yeah, we show our kids already movies. We They know it's fantasy, right? Yeah. No, I'm talking about toddler baby. Mm-mm. I'm talking baby's day out. Like, what are you doing? That's that's insane. <laughs> Death proof would be like, this is a bunch of people talking, and then two cool car crashes, and then. <laughs> but yeah, nobody, yeah, I don't think anybody got that film. We got it instantly, and when when that scene in the movie happened, we were busting up in the theater. Man. Oh yeah, no, I had an absolute blast watching. But Death I, I don't even Quentin. I don't even think Quentin's a fan of Death Proof. Really? I, I don't think he. It's one of his favorites. Yeah, it's interesting. I was like. I thought he nailed it. I thought it was for the genre he was representing. I thought, yeah. yeah. Um, great stunt work in that. But um, yeah, so now, you know, the kids are on the run. They get in the boat to go up river. They're tired. They're starving. And uh, they find this uh, abandoned barn. They sneak in because they got to sleep, you know. Rest. All right, I'm going to stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> Children rest. Uh, again, same movie with. With, ch- with children's songs, death. Yep. <laughs> uh, so they they sleep. They finally get some rest, and when they think the coast is clear, leaning, leaning. He's he's coming. He's still on yeah. the brow. He's still and what a perfect shot that is too. Look at this. Like, like that's that's like where all this like surreal feeling comes in because like obviously a stage, obviously a set. Um, but I mean, it's so striking and compelling and like, I don't know. Yeah. Kid's storybook is what it looks like. It just works though. Yeah. It it just, it just works. And then John, poor John, John wakes up and he's like, this, this dude is still hunting us. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What does he say? Doesn't he ever sleep? Yeah. Yeah. And then he he wakes up, uh, he wakes up his sister and they are on the run again. And then they come across this family kind of like this. Uh, they kind of hint at um, the, the this this badass old lady. Yeah, we got old lady thirsty, and we got old lady badass. <laughs> um, this this character is great too because uh, you know she she kind of mentioned where she lost her son, and then now she's kind of like a surrogate mother to these orphans, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this this character right here, she's dude, she's great. Yeah, what I love and what I love about her character. Is that as soon as the preacher man shows up, because he finds out his kids are there, or you know, the, the two kids are there, she instantly recognizes the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like instantly, like she's like, "All right, let me go get my gun. You need to get yeah. the fuck off from You're property, not a preacher, man." Like yeah, no. she like instantly recognizes he speaks the bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, instantly, right? And I was like, "Yeah, that's right." Especially when you have the whole movie full of gullible people. Oh, yeah. it was um, such a was relief nice. to find yeah. her, honestly, just to hear yeah. someone talking sense. Exactly, exactly, for sure. We never came back and revisited the old man friend. 
of John, did we? No. Like, once he he went to him for help because he was being he was chased, and, but he was drunk because he found the body, but he was yeah. scared to report it because he thought maybe they like he killed. Uh, they were going to pin it on Winters. him. Yeah, he the. But the we never was we never went back lake. to him. Yeah, no, but he was so. drunk, and so he was useless to them. So they just ran off. They went down the river, and right, that was it. Yeah, but yeah, she's a a great character. And look at that. Look at that shot right oh. there. Look at that shot. Yeah, he's on the prowl. And um, I kind of I kind of skipped a scene here, but <clears throat> when he gets into town, all the way to the left there, the yeah. oldest uh Ruby. Uh, yeah, Ruby, the oldest orphan. She, you know, she she she's a teenager and she wants to hang out with other teens, you know, and maybe maybe find uh the love of her life out there, right? She doesn't know what she's doing. But she's she she ends up leaving and going out in the in the evening, and she runs into Harry and <laughs> you know Harry's like I heard uh you got two little kids of mine there John and and uh, and the other one is there is there perhaps a doll there and she's like I'm not saying nothing until you buy me an ice cream yeah right, like, All right so they go in there. ice cream <laughs> yeah so they go in there. And he, you know, he's he's feeding her, and he's really working on her, you know, sweet talking her, like you're the prettiest little thing I've ever laid eyes on. And then she starts to tell him about the, the kids and that they're there and the, the dolls there. Once she tells him the dolls there, he bounces. Mm-hmm. And when he leaves, she runs after him, grabs his arm, and she she's still trying to flirt with him like she still wants that attention she's like uh don't i have the prettiest little eyes you know and then i heard a sound and i was like wait a minute what the hell was that i rewinded the scene i went back a couple seconds i played it again and i was like oh my god he was getting ready to stab her and i didn't catch that the first time I, I I didn't catch that the first time we watched this film way back. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because he like puts his hand in his pocket and you hear the switchblade open. And I was like, dude, he's like not having it right now. He does not like get the fuck away from me. Stop, you're bothering me. Right. And he's like, he was gonna stab her right there. But he changed his mind, obviously, because there's people around. Yeah. But he thought about it. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even I didn't catch that. Uh, the first yeah, time he he's it. just ready to murder anyone who is useless to him. Anyone who's getting in his way or bothering him. Like another jumping back to the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, he's just he, you know, in that opening scene, he's talking about how he's all these people who have sinned and they deserve to be murdered and all this stuff. And then you see him at like a strip show, like a burlesque <laughs> show, and he's yeah. just staring, like judging everyone, like, oh god, all these people. And then he looks up and he's like there's too many to kill in here. I can't kill them all. Jesus Christ. What are you doing here? <laughs> IMDb, please. Dark comedy. Please add that <laughs> to the genres. Yeah, I forgot I forgot to mention that too. But yeah, that, that uh, was hilarious. Before but just he gets seeing him arrested, ready with the switchblade at all times. He'll just put his hand in his pocket, just take it out and stab somebody. Because he's just ready to murder all the sinners and all the, the curly-haired sinners. <laughs> Jeez, man. He's like... I can't kill the world. <laughs> He's like, I can't kill all the world. <laughs> but also, I love how they bring him in with Ruby in that scene because you see her just being kind of a 
a ditzy girl and she yeah. just wants to find a boy. She has a boyfriend yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And you see her walking up to the teenage boy that she's been flirting with. And then all of a sudden, Robert Mitchum just swoops right in front. He's like, I hear you got two kids. And then just <laughs> takes right over and you can just see how effective his whole shtick is. Yeah. And it's yeah, wild. Sure. Effective until he meets old lady badass. Yes. Uh, she was like, this, this dude. He speaks the bullshit. So after chasing him away, uh, he does what he does best. He's just creeping outside, just waiting mm-hmm. for his opportunity. And what's insane and and hilarious at the same time, he sings his, you know, the, the leaning song. He sings it. But inside the house, old lady's sitting there chilling with the, with the shotgun, waiting. Just like, yeah, yeah, come on in. Uh, try me. Try me, preacher. Come on in. And while he's singing outside, she starts singing inside. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like scene. so, she can hear. So, so, so make sure he can hear her. Like, yeah, I'm uh-huh. here. I'm here. Yeah. And and I'm, I just love so much that 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 moment too. They're just two sides of the same coin. Like, yeah. hey, she's she's she knows the Bible too, and she knows yeah. the other side of it. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's where yeah. you got that love and hate coming in mm-hmm. and and i yeah. i love that scene so much i remember watching it for the first time and being like yep this is writing right here this is storytelling this is writing yeah she's one great. of those awe-inspiring moments yeah, yeah her whole thing is just so great just like no bullshit just take care yeah. of these kids who need care and like she knows yeah. what they need she's gonna give them what they need yeah and uh john starts to open up too uh, mm-hmm. the longer he's st- the longer he spends with her he starts to finally open up and accept her and they have this connection. But dude, I don't know how he got in the house because <laughs> she was waiting there the whole time. Yeah. But I just want to, I just want you, you see this movie way more times than I have. Okay. Was he spooked by a cat? And that was what made him reveal himself awkwardly. Yeah. And then she took a shot at him. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make yeah. sure I got that. Then. Again, I want to try to do an impression of how this went. Hold on, I'm going to move my chair because yeah. this is this is required for this. The creepiest, the creepiest scene, right? He's sneaking around that this murderer sneaking around the house to murder little kids. You don't see, you him. see him. You don't see him, but you know he's there. And a cat runs down the stairs, and then you see. This. <laughs> 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 oh my god you nailed it you nailed it yeah, just out of nowhere he out just, of nowhere, pops he up, just pops scared up, of like, oh, the cat he's like oh shit i've been revealed. <laughs> and then she shoots him shoots him in the arm and his scream after getting shot and running out of the house into the barn outside oh. our jaws dropped Again. and we were in shock yeah. And we could not stop laughing. Just like an animal, like a like a young baby animal. Like I can't that I don't even remember because it, it was yeah. It's not like a we cartoon like, character. What the hell is he doing? Oh, and then oh, it's man. like not a fight at all. He bolts. He just yeah. runs because he's hurt and terrified. Yeah. And oh yeah. my god, you don't you don't mess with old lady badass. That's nope. not how that's not how that works. And she calls the cops. And, and what, what does she say again on the phone? She says, uh, "Get your deputies over here, or something like." Yeah, but I she says something. Something's trapped like, in the a, barn. Yeah, he's 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 in the barn. Yeah, he's in the barn. And then he just is. He yeah. just went and hid in the barn <laughs> all night. Yeah, and then they get him in the morning, and uh, 
again, that scene coming full circle, he uh, gets he gets arrested by the cops. They hit him over the head. They they start arresting him, and John has like almost like a PTSD moment and grabs his stomach again, mm-hmm. and then says what he you know shouted to his father. He was almost, he was having like a mental breakdown flashback there. Yeah, like no, stop, don't. And then he kind of runs at. Uh, Harry and starts hitting him with the doll and all the money starts coming out and he's just like you know you know like this is too much I can't do this anymore dad yeah. you know he's, he's gone John is gone he breaks yeah at that point and then he kind of faints um and you know she takes care of the, the old lady badass takes care of him and and then it becomes a Christmas movie yeah <laughs> then it becomes a Christmas movie it becomes it becomes uh it's a wonderful life. Uh, at the same time, with a mob, yeah, with uh, a lynch going, mob, yeah, lynch mob. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, old old lady thirsty is the first one, like, you know, let's get him. Yeah. So she she creates this mob, the town mob, and he killed twenty five women. We got to get him. You know, very Christian like. String him up. Yeah. Very very Christian like behavior. And he's just like nothing at that point. He doesn't no. say anything. He doesn't do anything. He just looks no. like a, a frightened little kid. And he's yeah. just being dragged around. And they yeah. shove him in the back of a police car to get him away from the mob. And then that's it. Yeah. Then you don't even talk about him anymore. Another thing I, I didn't notice the first time until I watched it again was the beginning. Another thing that comes full circle. The beginning, the, the, the priest who's usually there to see the hangings and the execution. Oh, yeah. The hangman. Yeah. Right. The hangman. Right. He's there. He's just like, I. You know, I can't. Was he a priest or was he? I don't remember. I actually remember. don't remember if he was a priest, but I know that he was the one. Because his wife said his wife meant for the hanging. Right. Because I'm, I'm, that's why I assumed he was there to kind of do the whole biblical religious thing. No. But like his wife was kind of like, well, you don't have to be there when they die, you know? Yeah. But was, he was just like, it's kind of his job. So he kind of reads them their biblical rights, I guess, <laughs> sends them off. But he was like kind of depressed about it and he just doesn't want to be there for that. You know, he's getting tired of it, right? Well, right at the end of the movie, <laughs> he comes back to that character. You never see that character again to the very end of the movie. And you see the car pull up with Mitchum in it before they take him off uh, for, for his hanging. And they and, and what does the cop tell the, the character? He goes, he's like, hey, you going to be there? And he goes, He's all happy. He's like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah, it'll be a pleasure this time. Yeah, like, damn. Yeah. yeah, there's some. There's like beautiful symmetry to that too. Just yeah. having a character who hangs Peter Graves' character, so yeah. John's real dad, and uh, is depressed. He didn't want to do it. Doesn't feel good about it. You know. But and then at the end, like this, this guy. Dude, yeah, fuck I this guy. We gonna, we gonna we gonna hang this dude. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna party. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was interesting. I thought that was kind of comical as well. But it does end with uh, a, I'm almost like it's a wonderful life, yeah, kind of Christmas movie moment. Is is that is it confirmed? Is that confirmed? Then uh, the Night <laughs> of the Hunter is a Christmas movie confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. This movie I'm right here. It. Yeah, Christmas. Fuck it, Billy. This is a I have film. I do have a drowned mother ornament that goes on my tree <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The headlights light up. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all you need to do now is have that shot of him getting scared by the cat. 
cabinet <laughs> on like a, Chris, a Christmas card. Also, people who haven't seen it, you might think I'm exaggerating about that. No. That's exactly what no, it you is. Nailed it's it. so bizarre. Yeah, that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, it ends as a happy moment. Uh, John, uh, throughout the film, was looking at the shop and he wanted this watch. And um, she bought him the watch at the end and mm-hmm. he kind of gave her, he had nothing to give her. He kind of gave her this apple. <laughs> and uh, it was a great moment. Ruby got a gift. All the kids got a gift. And then the uh, old lady badass had some words of encouragement out there. And then the movie ends. Uh, this is a classic uh, if you guys have not seen this film, please please watch it. Um, and it's just so again, it's one of those movies where it's you, 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 when you're done watching it, you 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 may you may or may not be like Samurai Guy. But when I watch movies like this and the next film, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> it's come. It's almost like you take a sigh. You're like, ah, it's it's nice to watch good movies. <laughs> it's so nice. To watch and experience good movies, yeah, and you know. and like this one too. This is one of my favorite, like all time favorites, because it was so affecting and so memorable when I watched it the first time that I just remembered it. I remembered it really well, and yeah. a lot of the stuff that's you know, it's the fifties. It's very dated with some of yeah. the mm-hmm. some of the performances, some of the whatever you know, yeah. Uh, but all that stuff at the end of the movie for me goes away. And you just remember the core of it, like the characters are so well drawn and and like the images in it are so memorable. And uh yeah, I just it's yeah. I'm I'm in awe of this movie and what they were able to achieve in the 50s with the darkness and the creepiness. And and like I said, you know, having kids and stuff, yeah. having a journey like this mm-hmm. for the kids is right. Yeah, I couldn't imagine really affecting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and just just think about how we're affected with this movie watching it now. Could you imagine watching it back then? <laughs> I'm honestly I'm trying to think of things to compare it to, and I don't remember the last time I was weirded out in a movie that like took me by surprise like that. Maybe I mean this is a really weird random reference, but Poor Things. I just watched Poor Things in the theater, and I, I know yeah. a lot of people were uncomfortable and weird in that one. Yeah, how was that? But, I mean, I loved it. it was good? It's okay. very strange. Okay. But, uh, we like strange. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. if you like strange, it's it's another one that's artistically on point. Like they know what they're doing. They're very confident about it. Yeah. Uh, I heard. I um. Them. I heard. Co- uh, correct me if this is uh, wrong or right. I heard some people say that this is a modern day artsy fartsy version of Frankenhooker. I have not seen Frankenhooker. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then. But it <laughs> sounds. It sounds accurate. <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> if that's if that's legit, let us know if you guys have seen Poor Things. Is it a <laughs> big budget artsy artsy version of Frankenhooker? Please let us know in the comments. Uh, but yeah, uh, Night of the Hunter. Please check it out. Please watch it. Also, before we move on, can I just quickly point out that the way that you have oh. arranged the video and uh-huh. the images behind you, it looks like it's your hands that are <laughs> doing the love and hate thing <laughs> below the video. <laughs> Oh, just hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot. <laughs> 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 
Sorry, I oh. just noticed it as I you was, were sitting there. I don't know where this image this image disappeared, but yeah, this is the mob. Oh, that's yeah. That the uh the uh old lady thirsty uh who was so in love with the preacher, like she was the one leading the mob and they were yeah. trying to hang him. And, Believe it or uh, not, that's the him. happy ending right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right after this, it's 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 becomes it's a wonderful life, literally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but <laughs> Brandon says Tubi here, so maybe Night of the Hunters on Tubi. Oh, it might so, be. It if you guys don't have up around, yeah, yeah. If you don't have Max, uh, you know, check it out on Tubi. There, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun screenshots after this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do some highlights. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a short. Or oh, real. it has to be. Yeah, it has, yeah, it has to be. Um. Anyway, next up, uh, we have in the mood for love. And uh, mm-hmm. go ahead and tell us about the cast, oh. who's in it, and directed by, and the plot synopsis. Yeah, so direct writer-director Wong Kar Wai, uh, and In the Mood for Love, it was, what year was it, 2000, mm-hmm. uh, two neighbors form a strong bond after both suspect extramarital activities of their spouses. However, they agree to keep their bond platonic so as not to commit similar wrongs. That sounds like a Samurai Guy movie if I've ever heard it. See. Sorry, you're good. <laughs> I, had to, I had to blow my nose there. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm so, still recovering from being under the weather, guys. Oh and, no, and, uh, allergies, and I had COVID. It's been a rough one for your your boy here. Oh, man. Um, but hopefully, you guys are enjoying the content tonight. Um, but yeah, so I know I know what you're asking, Billy. Well, samurai guy, you love Hong Kong cinema. You like all this stuff and everything. Come on. Why have you not seen In the Mood for Love? Because the title <laughs> is In the Mood for Love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Maggie Chung and Tony Lung. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Lung is definitely one of the best things about Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we know him from Hard Boiled and so many classics. Um, but, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. That scene in Shang-Chi where he goes in and kills all of the gangsters right in front of his son and then kneels down in front of his son and tells him, this is how we roll. This is how you do things. That scene right there might be one, might be the best scene that Marvel has done <laughs> for a mainstream movie theater release since Endgame, not counting guardians of the galaxy volume three. Yeah. Since the whole phase after yeah. Avengers Endgame, that one scene might be the best scene uh, Marvel has done because you don't really get scenes like that in a Marvel movie. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny. Tony, Lund and I apologize. I um, apologize if you hear my cat in the background. Uh, <laughs> but go ahead. As every time I hear it, I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're on a roll tonight! Yeah. Oh my god! Please share. Please like this video and share it, please. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, it, I just remember seeing Tony Lung in that movie in in Shang Chi, and just being like, "Yeah, that's a movie star." that's a very clear movie star you know oh yeah and like infernal affairs all that stuff yeah and you know i haven't seen a lot of his stuff but you can just tell like some people just absolutely have it yeah and him in in the mood for love uh it's amazing just i mean it's amazing he's just standing there so much of the movie is just pensive and these, these you know long moments of longing from a distance and all this and it's just people being statuesque and it's incredibly compelling. Right. And it's you can't really do that without someone who's a, a natural movie star like that. Yeah. 
and you have a great director you know yeah knows how to highlight but uh these actors and maggie chung's great too it's funny when you see maggie chung in this movie and then you watch her earlier movies she's always really energetic bubbly yeah <laughs> laughing a lot you know and then you see her in this is like whoa but it proves why she's one of the greats yeah um um but um have you seen infernal affairs i have not i have not well, seen Infernal Affairs. put it on no. your list i think there's a box set there is yeah criteria is a criterion it is great i think it's streaming on criterion channel right oh, now there you too go. so i might be able to check it out there well that influenced uh the departed yeah that influenced yeah another, i think i know movie. the departed really well so i feel like infernal affairs i'm like i don't i feel it may like not I know hit. it all it may not hit the same you think yeah i mean i'm gonna watch it because i i want to see it and yeah i like everyone see, involved see with the inspiration it. yeah yeah uh but yeah again back to me <laughs> like <laughs> if you guys know me you've been watching the channel for a long time what's this channel about right martial arts action and horror uh i am not the biggest romantic film fan um uh, the movies like the notebook haven't seen it uh give me some other ones uh uh notting hill then seen it when harry met sally never seen it uh i heard that's actually funny though notting hill so, no, no. Yeah, that's when Harry met Sally. When Harry met Sally. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty great. Maybe that's a bad. Example. I love the director. I love, Spinal, in Seattle. I love Spinal Tap. No, oh, there you go. Uh, no. Wait, what's the other? You've one? got mail. You've got mail. That's uh, the other one I was trying to think of. Uh, any more sappy, super sappy ones? Ooh, Ooh, super what, sappy. What, ones. A whole bunch of sap on the it. holiday. Nope. None of that. Um, <laughs> I could. I could. Oh man. I could just like look behind <laughs> me, and there's references in here to like, the Jane Austen book club. You have no idea how many times I've seen the Jane Austen book club. <laughs> right, it's just not my thing. Uh, yeah, and and if you guys know Lady Fabulous, it's not really her thing either. Um, but uh, if a movie's a, a if a movie's a great oh Shakespeare in Love, that's another one. Oh, sure, oh, by yeah, the yeah. way, I was one of the ones that was pissed that Shakespeare in Love. That this is when I started like uh, the Oscars are sus. <laughs> was when Shakespeare in Love won so many awards and then it beat what was it? What came out that year? Saving was Private it? Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. I was like, the, I think that has that still like, has everyone scratching their heads. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm gonna. I like Shakespeare in Love. I think Shakespeare in Love is great, but okay, I think at the same time, like you're also up against maybe. One of the best war films of all time. Exactly. Yeah. You know. But you know what it is. You know how it is. Politics, yeah. baby. Well, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah. It's just not my thing. It's not my thing. And I don't bash people that love this genre. That's not what I do. Uh, but if a movie's a great movie, it's a great movie. Despite mm -hmm. what genre it is. And I don't mind so much love in films or, or, or maybe even a, a little bit of a romance. Um, if it's, you know, part of the story, it could be an action movie. It could be a horror movie. It could be a Western that has love in it and has romantic themes in it, you know, but if it's, if it works for those other genres, you know, I don't have an issue with it. I love the Princess Bride. Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, I saw yeah. that when I, I saw that in theater when I was young, it's one of my favorites, you know, but what else does Princess Bride have? It's got excellent sword, sword fights. fights it's and got comedy <laughs> yeah you killed my father prepare to die 
it's got great iconic one-liners it's got uh tons of dark comedy and real comedy in it see see so when you when you have when you have a a lot of a lot of the good great food to eat on the for the buffet yeah. it's like yeah romance is there all right I'll, you know, <laughs> eat a little bit of that and it's fine right hey near dark I, is a romance you know as you wish <laughs> right? yeah. inconceivable all right now what am i daffy duck okay so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, it's not really my go-to thing, but if it's, a, if it's, a, if I watch a movie, it's a great movie. Uh, and that's in there. I don't mind it, but this movie, man, what did I think about it? Well, I kind of spoiled it earlier, but this movie, dude, I was like, when I got done again, I sighed and I was like, oh, it's nice to watch great movies, but this is a fascinating movie. Yeah. This movie you can rewatch multiple times and you'll pick things up that you didn't pick up the first time. I watched some videos, video essays uh, on YouTube. I had to after yeah. I watched this movie because I was just like, I'm interested to hear what other people think of, of the film. And you really could study this movie, but long car wise directing, like the style of directing, the camera angles, the, the 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 low shots there's a lot of low shots yeah. uh, in the film um and he kind of referenced that you know him around that era he was a child he was young so that's why the shots are low um and it's just really fascinating yeah and tragic and sad and one of the what one of the rare cases where I I me samurai guy I wanted them spoiler alert i wanted them to get together yeah now you know a romantic film is good <laughs> when a guy who doesn't really like romantic movies i'm like oh they got to get together let's let's see what happens to see where this goes it does not work out that way which i think mm -hmm. makes the movie stay with you yeah and you feel you know a movie that makes you feel billy what what are, what are we talking who to thunk about? it you know um, but just absolutely gorgeous and yeah. very, very dreamlike. The atmosphere uh, is very yeah. dreamlike. It's almost like a like a David Lynch love story. <laughs> like, yeah, I one of the first, so I took a bunch of notes. I weirdly mm -hmm. didn't take any notes watching Night of the Hunter because I think like I could talk about that movie just effortlessly. Yeah, mood for in the mood for love though. I started watching it and I'd seen it a couple times before, so I knew what it was. Yeah. But I was like noting all these things and I just kept saying like it's it's got this style that's both like hyper stylized and surreal, but also gritty and realistic. Mm -hmm. And so it really gives the sense that you're watching real people in a different world. Yeah. And that's just it's it's absorbing and uh, yeah, I, and it's just beautiful to look at. It's one of the I think this is maybe one of the top five most beautiful films ever shot because every single frame i was just like audibly gasping and like i said i've, I've seen it before but it's still yeah. shocking it's just everything's like a painting every single shot is like a painting i enjoyed this i was surprisingly <clears throat> enjoyed this romantic film uh, so much that i'm probably gonna buy this i would but what i want i know this has a 4k release but i'd rather have the one car wide box set. I'd rather have that with all those movies in there. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there. I want to. I, 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 I can speak in English. Uh, I want that at, at some point. Yeah. And I heard the pictures 
you know, all all those movies are 4K scanned upscale anyway. But yeah, I mean, pictures probably. great. In, in the you know, set. I haven't. I, we're we've just started working our way through this. Um, yeah. And. I watched as tears go by his first one. Yeah. yeah. And you can abs and that's like a crime story. It's super violent and mm-hmm. like, it's crazy and unhinged and you can tell it's much more indie. It's like first film, uh, but you can see he- he's like finding his eye in it. And yeah. so it's the same thing. Like there are images in there that are like startlingly, be- startlingly beautiful. Um, yeah. But I, within the mood for love, I feel like he reached this peak of just mastery of the art. And and he he had that those those moments in as tears go by. That's the entire movie for this. Like every frame, I'm just like, oh my god! Like this is just a shot of a person standing. How is this the most beautiful thing I've ever seen? Yeah. And sure. how do I have all of these emotions surrounding this like one simple frame? Yeah. 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 No, you nailed it. And you know, I guess thinking about it now, the last romantic movie I saw was A Moment of Romance. And the only reason with Andy Lau, and the only reason I watched a movie called A Moment of Romance, it was sent to me as a screener uh, to to review it. Yeah. And uh, in comparison, A Moment of Romance is that's the that's that's the sap, you know, with uh, unloading more of the barrel of the sap. That like too too (laughs) sap, like a little bit too much sap. Uh There's a lot of diehard fans for A Moment of Romance. Surprisingly, I actually enjoyed it. Why we had it had good balance. It had the sap yeah. made my eyes roll, but on the other side, it was like really violent. <laughs> it was like crazy violent, and I was like, "Oh, all right, all right, we got a good balance here. Fine." I actually ended up liking a moment of romance, but again, with that title, I never would have watched it. Yeah, but uh, this, in comparison, I I didn't really feel for the characters in a moment of romance. I didn't really care about them that much. Yeah. Um, but these characters, man, I wanted them to get together. I felt for them, you know, I felt bad for them. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's very fascinating and interesting because they, they both move in right next to each other at the same time. And the movie already starts to, uh, you know, kind of, you know, set up what eventually is going to happen. Right. Like some of their things, some of his things is in her apartment. Some of her things are in his yeah. apartment. I was like, ah, oh, I see what you did there, movie. <laughs> like, accidentally were put there, right? And, uh, I, you know, right in the beginning, you know, the first time they, a couple of times they interact, they just look at each other. Hey, how's it going? They keep going because they, they're yeah. both married. Right? Both married. Um, uh, I love that Wong Kar Wai did not show their spouses. That was yeah. br- brilliant. Yeah. That he yeah, did not show their faces. You don't, you don't even see them. Um, yeah. That was great because that makes them like cold and dead to the audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it makes you just feel like, feel more for and feel yeah. bad uh, for these two. You and know? it's amazing because it's, it's kind of fucked up because their spouses are fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. sucks. That's fucked it's, up. It's kind of fascinating too. I mean, just the way that he constructs the whole, like the almost, I think it's like the first half of the movie. You have, they're both new to this building. They are both like sharing a very, a small room in a tight confined building these hallways are narrow every time they pass they have to touch each other you know and then they have spouses that they are beholden to you know yeah you never see them you hear their voices over the phone i think yeah yeah but that's yeah. it that's the only connection that you have with them and it gives this sense of like these two 
shockingly gorgeous people <laughs> just standing in close proximity both of them lonely both of them sad both of them kind of questioning their relationships and wondering what they should do and very naturally very quickly they bond and like i feel like you're rooting for that immediately just like that mm -hmm. starvation of human affection and you get so much of that in the performances and it's not uh, yeah no you nailed it and it's not like Oh, the fuck their spouses, they're trash. So y'all, y'all show them get the fucking. It's not even yeah. like that. <laughs> it's not even like that because you're just you feel for them. You feel sad. It's just kind of like even the smallest little touch, you mm -hmm. you want something to happen. Um, One of my favorite. I heard is a deleted scene where they actually did fuck. I'm kind of glad they took that out. Really interesting. Yeah. So I heard. I don't know that that's confirmed, but I'm glad they took that out. Yeah, that, it would have been that different. ruins that ruins this whole movie in my yeah. opinion if, if they did that. I think one of my one of my favorite scenes early on is when uh you know he's sick in bed, Tony Lung is sick and Maggie Chung's character just hears about it and she hears that he's sick and he, and uh Tony Lung's friend is there and he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm visiting him. He's got a fever and he wants some food. He wants some uh some what was it? Sesame syrup." And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, okay, all right, he wants sesame syrup. And then, you know, the movie goes on. And then mm -hmm. later he says to her, hey, thank you for the sesame syrup. And she said, oh, I was making some anyway. And you're like, oh, no, you were not. You're lying. <laughs> I know you wanted that. But I think it yeah. creates this really interesting kind of suspense. I mean, me talking about suspense, of course. Yeah. But, you know, it's a different kind of suspense where every touch and every glance, you're like, is that going to, are we, are we going there? Are we doing it? Are we getting, are we getting to it? And yeah. And so yeah. it's this anticipation and uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like a roller coaster ride for not a lot of stuff like actually happening. Exactly. And that's, how do you do that? Let's pitch this movie. Let's pitch this movie today, Billy. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I, can't do it. I honestly like, this is a, okay, do I they fall in, do they, do they fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the producers. Yeah, you they be the fuck, executive. Right? Uh, uh, wait, they're yeah, just yeah. they're just standing there for a long time, not looking at each other in the rain. They they, and they walk around in slow motion shots. Wait, <laughs> wait what? That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And you're gonna love it. <laughs> but that's this is another movie that I watch and I'm just in awe of it because I'm like I don't I could never do anything like this. Yeah. Or, uh, you know I don't know even where you start with a movie like this. And again, I again, be, this movie being rewatchable, uh, when I I didn't pick it up at first when I watched it, and then I watched you know some of those film essays, and he sets it up when they pass each other several times that she notices his tie, mm -hmm. and he notices her purse. You know, I didn't even pick that up at first, and yeah. which is brought up later because, <laughs> you know, uh, go ahead and explain the the tie and the purse. Yeah, so at one point he's saying his wife has that purse, right? Or he he was like asking where she got the purse and all this stuff. Yeah, and she goes, and "My then, husband bought it for me. Only he can, only he knows where to buy it from Japan." I think. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and she asked him about his tie. Same yeah. thing. Same her, thing. She sees that same type, same tie on her husband, or her was it her uh, her uh, what was it? Was it her husband? She yeah, saw the same yeah. tie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. A little bit of an uncomfortable moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, again, it's not super sappy 
mm-hmm. cheesy eye rolling romance to where I'm just like, <laughs> like oh. yeah. it's like so subtle. The relationship slowly builds. Yeah. And they both end up becoming friends, but they both end up kind of reenacting what their spouses would do if they were around each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the most uh, real, one of the most scenes uh, are like, oh shit, <laughs> like I, the movie got me. It actually got me when she sits there, they're sitting down eating together, <laughs> and she sits there. She's, 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 you know, they, they come close a little bit closer by now in the film. And, and Maggie Chung goes to Tony Long and she says, tell me right now, do you have a mis- mistress? You know, and he pauses, right? And it's filmed just, you just see her. Yeah. And you see the back of him. You don't see him until later, right? The, the camera changes. And he goes, he goes, no. And she goes, tell me the truth. You're lying. Tell me the truth. And then he goes, yes. And then she slaps him. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hey, what kind of reaction is that? This yeah. is just a reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> so they were reenacting, you know, reenacting like once she, you know, at some point asks her husband, her real husband, you know, if they're in the same scenario, she's kind of practicing for that. You know, like when I asked my real husband, hey, do you have a mistress? You know? Yeah. So it was just like, ah, God damn it, movie, you got me there. Because I thought it was like she was asking him, you know, but they were just reacting. But she still responded emotionally, which happens again at the end mm-hmm. before they part ways. Yeah. Um, but the camera angles, again, so many interesting camera shots. And then uh, I found out that um, Wonkar Y wanted the viewers the audience to be the neighbors and so that's why there's all these interesting shots of someone like looking through something at them yeah so that was what he was trying to do there and i thought i was like oh that's how how, that's really fascinating the neighbors i'm sure were wonderful beautiful people and they just you know they (laughs) i'm sure they were wonderful beautiful people and they're, they're they're just loving and caring but however at some point, I was waiting for I was waiting for Maggie Chung's character to be like, you know, you need to mind your own fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> Would you shut the fuck up and mind your own business? Because every yeah. time they came in and out, where you been? What are you eating? What are you wearing? Oh, Have yeah. you seen they such and such? Where, all where over such that. Such? When, when he's gone, you're gone. I don't know that. It's like, how about how about you how about you shut the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> and mind your own business. Like, I, also, I was like, waiting for her to do that at some point. Yeah. There there was the the long stretch of the movie where they're like stuck in his room because yeah. the neighbors all and they're just having a conversation or having food or something i don't remember what they're doing they're playing something mahjong. innocuous right ah, yes right. so the neighbors all come in they have this mahjong game that's going to be they like, oh we're going to be all night they yeah came they came early, early. Unexpected, yeah so she's trapped in his room and she can't go out without explaining why she was in the room and it right. would cause a stir and all this stuff so she's in there all yeah. night or and you know and, and it yeah. and guess what they didn't fuck they didn't. She just they laid her on it. the bed. They didn't peacefully. even touch. No, and he yeah, just sat there. You know, I love the connection of how they're fans of uh, the Wu Jia novels, the martial yeah. arts novels, and he's like, "I want to write one." And she's a fan of them, and she helps him write. That's know. what they were doing. That's what they yeah. were talking about. His book. They were yeah. talking about. He's like, "I'm gonna add." He's like, "I'm gonna add the drunken master uh, in this scene." You know, and she's all <laughs> like, "Oh, drunken master!" Um, just, just great. Um, but it, it, again subtle uh realistic in a way uh you know they're just they 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 
trying to stay true and honorable to their spouses, even though they know they're fucking each other. And that's what you as an audience is like really brought in. Like you really want them to get together. Like fuck, fuck the other spouses, fuck them. This took place during the sixties, which was interesting too. Um, But uh, just again, beautifully shot. Yeah. This movie too. Tony Long and Maggie Chung are God. I mean, of course. In this movie. Can you imagine if Robert Mitchum had showed up in this? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's her spouse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honey, I'm going out. But th- this movie too has me complimenting so many things that I don't even usually notice, like set design. <clears throat> excuse me, set design stuff. Yeah, costuming, everything that Maggie Chung is wearing. I'm like, God, that's gorgeous. Like, yeah. not only does she look amazing, but like in the context of the picture you see her against these sort of b- stark green walls in this floral pattern yeah i mean like yeah it's just astounding all of it's just astounding and um i heard him just see he was the, inspired by uh, the color palette of vertigo really i, I can see that because vertigo yeah. has like these big reds and blues and greens and stuff like that yeah um another thing i really like about it too the way that it's told you just see these little snippets of scenes. It's not like, it's not like there's a scene and then another scene and then it has momentum, you know? Right. And that's, I think one of the reasons I'm so in awe of it is because you have scenes in there that are like 10 seconds long, mm-hmm. but they speak volumes to what's going on. And like it, yeah. it inches them closer just a little bit more. And so you have these little tiny snippets of, of little moments and that's what that kind of relationship must be. These little stolen moments. Yeah with a person that you're attracted to or or you know yeah drawn and to exactly exactly and i think this was the scene that was a uh, homage and everything everywhere all at once and oh key, yeah yeah key was wearing the suit he had a cigarette mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah just a just a fascinating film and you could tell that they want to be together so bad uh and spoiler alert it doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Uh, they emotionally, they <laughs> emotionally bring you on this on this journey, and you're like, "Oh, she's holding his hand now." At first, she didn't. She didn't. You know, he tried to hold her hand in the car, and she kind of pulled away. And then by the end, she leaned on him, and uh, uh, she they they held hands, and it, it takes you on that ride where you think they're going to get together, mm-hmm. and it does not. It does not work out that way. And that's why this is called a tragic romance, a tragic love story. Uh, but again, beautiful, you know, just just beautiful to look at, gorgeous, well acted. Uh, it's just, I was so fascinated with this film. Like, I, I am stunned that I want to buy this. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When, <laughs> when we were doing this, I watched uh, I watched this first. And I was like... Um, I wonder. I wonder how Preston's going to do with this one. Like, I, can, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know he knows me well. <laughs> like, he knows I, me well. But you yeah. know, I got into it, and I'm like, I think he's going to like this. He's got an appreciation for like the art form of it, and so yeah, the, the movie is just such like such mastery of a, yeah. of a story. You thought I was, you thought I was gonna sh- you thought I was going to shit all over it, huh? No, I knew. I knew. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to like it. Yeah. I I felt like you would at least appreciate it. Yeah, because yeah. how could you not? You know, watching it like it's so undeniably beautiful. Yeah. Um, now and... there's different interpretations of the ending. Oh yeah, 
what is your interpretation of the ending? They part ways. Um, yeah, they. He can't be around her. He can't be around her anymore because mm-hmm. uh, he knows they can't be together. Yeah, and, and it's so too, it's too painful for him. So he takes a job in Singapore and leaves. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to call him, but then hangs up. There's that scene where she goes into his room. Yeah, kind of like lights a cigarette. Yeah. And, sleeps you know kind of lays down in the chair she misses him you know um uh, but she can't she called him but she didn't talk and then um he like many years later he shows up you know i think she she shows up first because she moved um and she shows up and realizes he's not there anymore somebody else is living in there and then he shows up asking about her and somebody else is living in, in her apartment so they miss each other and then life goes on, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. The decisions were made and, uh, you know, they just couldn't bring themselves to be together. Um, they decided to remain faithful or they decided to just move on. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, life goes on is the, is the point of the ending. I believe, uh, you have that line, a dialogue, well, that line there where the subtitles are saying that, um, uh, the past, you know, you could see the past, but you can't touch it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but the, but the whole ending, especially with the, the now, because the movie jumps through time, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's showing that there's political, political turmoil now going on in the country, like times are a changing, right? But you got to just go with it and move on. Uh, what did you, the ending, what's your take on it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just that like the life goes on kind of thing. Like, you know, he has a speech early on about the, the, and I forget the details about where he was. I think it was Cambodia. He was mm. talking about, you know, to, he was talking to his friend about like, if you have a secret, you know, say it into a hole and fill the hole with dirt and, and, you know, leave it there kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think they had this incredibly intense non-romance, this incredibly intense connection. And it was very important to both of them and who they are and informed how they were going to move forward. I think that, he probably had a, a harder time than she did um, because yeah. at the end he goes to these ruins and he finds this hole in the wall and he like, you see him whispering into the hole and then he fills it with grass and then, then leaves. And I feel like that's him finally moving on. But yeah. you know, when we when leaving we see his her, secret there, yeah. leaving the secret there. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, you know, I had a, I thought too, I was like, wait, did they sleep together? And we just didn't see it. And they've, they just don't talk about it. And yeah. is that the secret he's saying? I don't know, but um, I know that when you see her at the end, you know, the whole movie, she is just like contained. She's got really tight clothes and she's got this collar up to her chin, basically. And her hair is really up and tight. And when you see her at the end, her hair's down. She's like a little like loose fitting clothes. Yeah. This is her through the whole movie. Right. And and then, and she's got a kid now. So I feel like, she was able to move on uh, with her husband and figure things out where he, you see him alone the, the rest of the movie. He's by himself right. in those ruins, says his secret and kind of goes off by himself. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a really fascinating ending. And yeah. no, I think that that was a great interpretation of what happened, but I could yeah. see, I could see some people, I could see some people, especially when they're expecting them to get together. Because a lot of these movies are cliche, 
right? Yeah. They're going to get together, right? You're going to have the baby. She team. runs up in the ruins and she's, I'm here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. That would have ruined the movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but um, I could see some people going, oh, what? <laughs> or, or that's it? Or, you know, I could see, especially when you're really expecting them to get together. Yeah. Um, I wanted them to get together, but I wasn't expecting it to happen. Yeah, I think at a certain point when it doesn't happen, yeah, you, you realize like mm, yeah, at this not, point you probably shouldn't, you know. Yeah, um, that's why she when she called him many years later, she just couldn't talk to him. She hung yeah, up. yeah, know? they had already moved on. It was already done. Yeah. You know, I thought too. I was I had a moment of confusion, but I was like, oh, maybe I got this. So when she comes back to his apartment, yeah. she's asking if anyone's rented it, and she said, and the neighbor's like, are you interested? And she said, yeah, I'm interested. And then when he goes back, he's asking, like, uh, who lives there now? And she said, oh, some lady and her kid. Right. And he's and he doesn't put that together that it's her. I almost wonder if she was there and he just moved on anyway because she's got a kid, you know. Hmm. Oh, either either he oh. didn't know it was her. He right. didn't realize she had a kid. Yeah. So. But you see little, him. You see him smile. Yeah. When he's. Told oh, that. you're right. Yeah, he, so maybe he accepts it. Maybe he's like, if 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 that's really her in there, was it confirmed that that was her in there? No. Okay. If that's really her in there, he's like, you know what? She's got a kid. She's probably happy. I'm happy for her. And then he moves on. Yeah. Maybe so I think so, maybe yeah. that's what allows him to move on at the yeah. end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, just fascinating movie, and I, I would love to rewatch it. And the music, the score is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, that song that they repeat a lot throughout the film. I kind of yeah. want. I kind of want that song because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's so beautiful and sad at the same time, which is perfectly represents this film. But um, another thing I, I was seeing with a lot of film essays for the movie was there was a lot of repetition, a mm -hmm. lot of them going up and down the stairs, crossing each other. A lot of the same songs repeat throughout the movie. They meet at the same places, and uh, they were saying that. Wong Kar Wai wanted to show routine, how life there between them, their you know uh, the emotions build and they grew to have feelings for each other. But on the outside, in the real world, life is very repetitive. It's very routine. <laughs> the same yeah. thing happens every day, you know. Um, but um, yeah, just great movie, man. Great yeah. recommendation, Jude Poyer and Billy. <laughs> uh, great recommendation yes yeah, yeah. and there's like so much like i every time i watch this movie too i have long conversations about it because there's so much to to not even just doing this with you but like my wife and i after we watched it we just talked for an hour about it and <laughs> it's like yeah no this is fascinating too and like i think this about life and about love and about all yeah. this stuff mm. like i don't pontificate about that stuff most of the time but after watching that movie you just get so much and you're so overwhelmed by it that you can't help but just sit and talk about how amazing it is yeah yeah for sure yeah it's really really great that's why it stands the test of time and it's that's being so homaged cool. By a movie that won all of the Academy Awards, and it's <laughs> it's homaged in that film. Uh, but yeah, uh, great recommendation, brother. It was so fun yeah, revisiting man. these. Um, it's like I got I bought this baby, so I got to get that one car wide box. Oh yeah, and, uh, yep. And have some Damn. fun with it. Yeah, that is gorgeous. I also bought physical this. media, baby. It's what That's it's all about. 
that's the one. So it's all about. I bought that years ago as a gift for my wife. And yeah. we just, we had, I feel like I talk about my kids a lot on <laughs> and how it's hard to watch yeah. movies with them, but we right. haven't watched all of them because it's really hard to watch movies with subtitles with kids running around. <laughs> right. Yeah. So no, we ha- we've put it off because we want to sit and watch yeah. them all. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. There's uh, another, right. oh man, what is this movie? There's another old movie that this reminds me of. It was like from the forties. Um, and it's also about an affair that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Interesting, man. It's going to kill me now. I got to try to find it, but it's not repeat performance. That's a different one. A brief encounter. Brief Encounter oh, from 1945, okay. and it's about um, two uh, uh, two married people, and yeah. they find each other uh, by happenstance, and they click, and you realize very quickly like they're they're vibing and they need each other. Yeah. And spoiler alert for that movie, they never get together. And again, it's right. it's like it's like this. It's very impactful. It's very dramatic, and it leaves you with this feeling of. Uh, uh, love i mean basically love and like the importance yeah. of those kinds of connections with people yeah but i think in the mood for love is like it pulls a lot from that too the from the 45 from brief encounter when yeah. they didn't get together did the did the male uh character uh just start screaming ridiculously <laughs> uh at the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> kind of because in that movie they they try they like go to an apartment to hook up, but they get interrupted. And then they're like, mm, okay, let's not do it. And then it, right. and then it doesn't happen. <laughs> and you right, can, right. you know, like there's that internally, one, he was doing that. There's that one shot, the gorgeous shot in the movie where she's up against the window looking out and he's on the other side, look, staring at her. And then she slowly turns and walks in the back and she turns like this. You could, if you want to, if you want to ruin the movie, you could say, well, there, uh, there they fucked. Mm. Aha. So they did do it, but they ruined the movie. Yeah. And I'm sorry again to hear my cat. <laughs> you missed my, I did the, oh, the, sorry, the, the Mitchum. No, you're good. You did the Mitchum. I did the that's Mitchum. Gonna be, yeah. That's going to be our thing. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have any animals running around here. Yeah, sorry for that, guys. Uh, I have to put I have to put little Annie, little Annie Fanny. I have to put her in the in the bedroom or something next time. She's usually quiet, but today she's just like, "No, I'm gonna fuck your stream up." No, it's all good. <laughs> Did um, you know that there is also? I don't think it's a direct sequel, but I think it's uh, like a spiritual sequel uh, hmm. that Wong Kar Wai did for this uh, called 2046. And I noticed this time. Now, I've never seen 2046, so I don't know how it is. Okay, but. In, in the mood for love, he I think his apartment or there's some it's on the door, door. twenty forty on the door yeah 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 when I did the intro it's I saw yeah he shut the yeah there you go yeah so oh, I, you. I think it's it's somehow a like partner movie with within the mood for love I, I don't exactly know spiritual, spiritual sequel, sequel is how it was told to me yeah oh I gotta watch that now yeah so if there's any other future romantic recommendations. I trust Billy now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't. I won't hit you with the holiday. Yeah. He's like samurai can only handle so much sap. <laughs> yeah, he's he's cool with it, but he's gonna handle. Listen, so much. we're gonna work our way up to Made in Manhattan. 
Oh man, not even J Lo can make me want to watch that movie. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'd rather. I'm more of an Anaconda guy. There you go. Uh, I, if I'm gonna watch J Lo, it's gonna be Anaconda. It's gonna be with John Voight doing a weird accent. Yes. Yeah, and doing that <laughs> face, that that creepy look he had. He was just. <laughs> He's like checking her out. He's all creepy. That was great. That's a that's a that's a good bad movie right there. Oh, a hundred percent. That movie's good bad. Uh, but yeah, man, this was a blast. But I'll. Uh, before we wrap it up for today, uh, another reason I enjoyed the film, even though it's sad, and I kind of connected with it a little bit, is I actually saw myself. Now, samurai guy, I don't really talk about personal things on the on the channel. You know, you got to leave the you got entertainment con entertaining content over here, entertainment and personal life. You got to separate that shit, right? It's important. Excuse me, but. Uh, I'll mention this just just for funsies. I saw myself a little bit in Tony Lung's character, and what I mean by that is, um, I had a big crush on my wife. Um, I thought it was an honor and a privilege uh, just to become her friend and get to know her, and we came become we became besties, and we hung out a lot. And my feelings for her grew and it grew and it grew. And the more my feelings for her grew, uh, the more painful it was to be around her. And because I knew she would never be mine. And I knew she was just way out of my league. <laughs> she was just hanging out with me because I made her laugh and I'm a nice guy. I'm not an asshole. Uh, but I can connect in a way uh, a little bit. Uh, to Tony Lung's character because he had to leave. He he could not be with her any longer. It was too painful. And you have that scene at the end where she's crying on his shoulder and, and all that. And it's too much. It's too much. And he's like, hey, we're just reenacting. But they're not. You know, they they felt they felt the the pain and sorrow of not being able to be together. And I connected with Tony's character. Uh, he just had to leave. So guess what I did? I left. I didn't call her anymore. I stopped hanging out with her. I kind of ghosted her for a while because <laughs> it was too unbearable to be around her knowing she'll never be she'll never be mine. And then she called me and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she called me. She's like, what's going on? You haven't called me in a while. We haven't hung out. Like, is everything okay? And I finally just like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> finally, you know, when I, I met up with her and I finally revealed my true feelings. And it's always a risk when you have best friends. It's always a risk because sometimes friendships end. So I figured at that point, the friendship was going to end anyway. And I might as well just be honest with her. And I told her my feelings for her. And she was very surprised. And she kind of had a little bit of an inkling that I liked her, but she was surprised it was that much. And she let me know her feelings right after that, that she really, her feelings for me started to grow as well. And we've been married ever since. And we're still together. And there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, let me see, what's it? There's no, there's no, uh, 
try not to get emotional. <laughs> there's no, there's what is the word I'm looking for? God damn it, I'm ruining this now. A perfect relationship does not exist. It doesn't exist. No matter how much you love someone, a perfect relationship doesn't exist. Yeah. However, um, we're both extremely happy with each other and we both love each other. And the crazy thing is, I still have a crush on her. Uh, the crazy, another, another crazy thing is, is I still consider her my best friend. And so much, we've been together for so long now, so many years, it doesn't feel long. You know, it feels like we've just been together. You know, we just got together. So that's, that's, uh, but that takes hard work <laughs> and yeah, dedication no, to have a relationship like that. Yeah. Uh, and have a marriage like that. But I saw myself uh, watching this and I was like, God damn it. That was me. <laughs> yeah, that was know, me. But like, unlike in the mood for love, um, now knock it on the wood. Uh, it, it turned out to be a happy ending because I got a chance to be with her um, as her husband for all, and having the honor and the privilege of being her husband. And uh, sweetheart, happy Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day. I'm sorry I'm getting emotional. No, I'm it's sorry, perfect. But happy Valentine's Day, my love. I love you. All right. Billy. That's amazing. Sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Mm. <laughs> No I don't way. do this. This is this is not what I do. But uh, well, hey. I'll tell you, like, you know, when I mean, that's an amazing story to hear because, you know, that's what a movie like this does too. Like it, it, it sort of makes you look at relationships in in yeah. a different way. And my wife and I, we were very lucky when we met. We clicked. We were friends. We yeah. knew we were into each other, and it was all like I don't want to say it was very easy for us, but like the stars kind of aligned for us. And we never had this sort of in the mood for yeah. love kind of thing or like what you mm -hmm. were talking about, this sort of longing period. But watching this just like yesterday, a couple of days ago with my wife, who I've been with now for 20 years. Yeah. It did sort of make me understand, like, if we didn't, if we weren't able to be together, right? what it would have felt like, like yeah. what, what that does feel like, yeah. like, like this person that's in front of you is who you need, what you need. Yeah for yourself now and you can't for whatever reason societal reasons you know your own your own situation like you can't be together uh and that's what we're going to live in for this two hours right. <laughs> and so yeah. it really makes yeah. you kind of appreciate yeah the relationships that you have if you're lucky enough to have a relationship that's that lasting and that long yeah. uh anyway that's what i took away from it for and sure I, it's like yeah, an appreciation and, uh, of that same thing again i apologize everyone for getting emotional but I always, I've been telling my wife for years, I always say this, you know, I'm the luckiest man alive. Right. And I, I think she's probably tired of hearing it. <laughs> by now. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's funny. I still think she's out of my league. <laughs> I still joke around with her. And I'm just like, you're with me. Cause you, I, I can make you laugh and you felt sorry for me. Right. Right. And then after that, I have a bruise, a magical bruise <laughs> shows up on my arm. She punches me. She's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. What a what a fascinating episode tonight. This wow. was a lot. Yeah, this we were was all a lot. over the place with emotions. Yeah, but it fits both films. There this it is, is what you get on Fat Samurai Guy's channel. Nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so like, share, and subscribe. 
full for a full range of emotion yeah yes 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 uh but yeah everyone happy valentine's day out there and uh i hope you guys have a great one and uh hey watch some movies let us know what movies you're going to be watching you know sneak some horror and martial arts and action in there you know balance you can watch your you can watch your lovey-dovey stuff that's fine but (laughs) throw in a Return of the Living Dead. Throw it in there. As long as people punch each other at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Evil Dead 2. Fuck it. Throw it in there. Bone Cold. Right? Throw Bone Cold in there. There you go. Yeah, You can watch that on Tubi. Make sure you guys check out my man's movie, Psychological Horror Film, Bone Cold. Check it out. It's great. It's on Tubi. You can watch it right now. Or buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. Show show support the physical media. Yeah. All right. We already have two other films lined up for the next yin yang and you're not going to find out what it is unless you're a channel member or support us over there on patreon uh then you will find out you'll be the first to know what is coming up next but billy this was amazing yeah and i was not expecting to get emotional on camera (laughs) it's out there for it's out there for the world to see and make you were in the mood for love (laughs) (laughs) i'm just a lucky man so and i appreciate it because i know what i got i know what i got all right guys Thank you so much for watching. Again, share this video. Help us get to 30,000 subs. I think we're at 29 now. I think we reached 29,000 subs, uh, which will change by tomorrow because somebody will see me crying and they'll be like, I'm unsubscribing from this fucking softy. (laughs) Samurai guy's gone soft. No way. Uh, They're going to hear your Robert Mitchum scream and they'll be right back. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, nothing beats your Mitchum, man. Yeah. We're going to bring that back now from now on. Mitchum's coming back. All right, guys. Love you guys. Keep watching movies. Uh, Got some interesting stuff coming up next week on the Movie Dojo podcast. Going to be interviewing some awesome guests coming up. If you want to know, hey, you got to be a channel member (laughs) to find out. Uh, Support us on Patreon. And going to be some other movie reviews coming up as well. But love you guys. And I'll see you on the next one. And keep watching great movies. And once in a while, it's all right to go ahead and watch Frankenhooker. All right, guys. Take it easy. Frankenhooker's hilarious. All right. <laughs> I'm all over the place, bro. I like the artsy-fartsy stuff, action horror, and B-movies. Let's go. That's what makes you gotta, it great. You got to have variety. Yeah. You got to have variety. Mix it up. All right, guys. Take care. Love you guys.